This is the Teachable Soul Podcast. Because we cannot possibly live long enough to make all the mistakes ourselves, let's take a few moments to learn from the mistakes of others. The Teachable Soul Podcast, where guests and listeners like you share stories of failure and teachable moments on the journey to success. Here's your host, Kat Daniels. Welcome to the Teachable Soul Podcast. I am your host, as always, Kat Daniels. And today with me, I have an author for the series that we're doing, the Imprint series, who is a self-published author. And I'm really excited to talk to her today because she actually has written a fiction book. And her name is Carolina Perez. She is an American author, poet, artist, mother, and treasure seeker. Her self-published debut work is titled The Light Workers, and it is a fantasy novel for young adults, now available on Amazon Kindle. She is currently working on a collection of poetry titled Ponderings Under the Waterfall of a Shooting Star and the second of three books in the Light Workers trilogy. Carolina lives in her hometown, Houston, Texas, and she enjoys spending time at her favorite park and reflecting on the beauty she has found along the way. So welcome, Carolina. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to talk to you. So what inspired you to start writing the Light Workers trilogy? Oh, man. So it started with the birth of my daughter. I was a very young mom. I had her when I was 17. And I didn't start writing Lightworkers until a couple years later. But um, I think she she inspired the main character, whose name is Maggie. That's also my daughter's name. So I feel like she was the kind of the subconscious source of my writing. Mm. And at the time, I was working at a warehouse. And I was doing very kind of repetitive movements like boxing and shipping and responding to emails. And I, I started to get into this flow of just doing it, you know, the same thing every day. And I think through that time, because I was just doing these kind of repetitive motions, my uh, inspiration, you know, like this little, my, you know, voice in the back of my head started thinking about stories and, you know, these characters and things. And one day I had kind of thought about it long enough where I just started writing. And that's how it came about. <laughs> mm, wow. Okay. So what about your daughter's birth inspired the the book itself? Well, I think it was at a time where I was still coming of age. Um, I was still kind of trying to find myself also while, you know, obviously learning how to be a mom, but her birth had kind of opened this door for me about connection and I felt very connected to her in a way that I had never felt before. And I started feeling really connected to everything, everything around me. I felt like, you know, ever since she was born, there was um, all these synchronicities. I felt like everything was timed perfectly. And a lot had to do with it because the pregnancy itself was so difficult. And I, I was in a lot of, there was a lot of worry and, and a bit of despair during that time. So I just had a lot of faith. And when she was born, everything kind of flipped. And I, I came into a bit of a blissful stage where I felt like everything that didn't make sense before is now starting to make sense. And I think that is very, is very much the concept of my story of how a lot of things around us we don't really understand, but slowly we feel like they are connecting in some way. 
Mm. Yeah, I read um, kind of like the introduction part on Amazon and uh, it just, I loved how it started and ended. Like it's so perfect. It says, if the universe was trying to tell you something, would you listen? 17-year-old Maggie Layton is tired of feeling different from everyone her age. Her haunting dreams and abnormal perception are only a reminder that she'll never fit in. As another dull, hot Texas summer ends and her senior year of high school begins, the universe and fate will conspire to guide her as she discovers that she is a part of a world she never knew existed. In an earthly ongoing battle between light and dark, good versus evil, Maggie will need to find her inner strength as she is faced with the choice of awakening to what she was born to do or choose to forget everything, including a new, powerful, complicated love. (laughs) That's right. Like, that's so good. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, I was, because I was young, I could still very much identify with that age group, you know, that young adult teenager in high school, I still had was very fresh to that. Um, But at the same time, I was wondering who my daughter Maggie was going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was, and I was starting to come, you know, make sense that the things that I was feeling and that I was questioning and who I was becoming, one day she would, you know, go through all these things. And that was the first time that I had ever thought about that, that a child that I would have would go through things that, you know, I myself was going through. Mm. And I I just figured, you know, it's a, it's a universal question. What's our purpose and how are we all connected? And are the things happening meant to be, or, you know, are they signs like all of these things that sometimes we feel like there's something more. Yeah. So my imagination with that uh, curiosity Uh, combined with, you know, the birth of my daughter kind of sparked this whole story of a coming of age story of a young girl named Maggie and, you know, her journey through all those things. Right. So when did you give birth to your daughter? So I was 17 in 2007, September 29, 2007. Okay. And then you just published this book in 2019. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. All right. So that was, so how old is she now? I don't she's do that. Almost, <laughs> she's <laughs> almost 14 years old. Um, she actually, very recently, within the past month, read my book for the first time. <gasps> uh, yeah. What did she think? Well, she loved it, which I was so surprised because she hates everything that I do right now. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just not cool. Nothing that I do is cool. And I was working on my book because I was applying to uh, a writing creative writing master's degree at Mm. the University of Houston. And I was like stuck between which part of my book to submit. And I was like, should I just, you know, submit some other writing? I wasn't sure. And she was standing at, you know, she was sitting at the table listening to music. And I just thought, man, this is the age group that I'm aiming for. You know, Mm. she would know. What out of these, you know, like two chapters, you know, I was kind of back and forth, which one I should submit. And I said, Hey, Maggie, can you do me a favor? Could you, she loves to read, by the way. Um, okay. and I said, could you, could you look at this and kind of give me your opinion about which one's better? And she was like, sure. She was in a good mood. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, I kind of handed it to her and she started reading and I think it was like five minutes in, she just kind of looked at me with the stare and she's like, wait, I have so many questions. So what is this? And what is this? And I said, you know, just keep reading. She was like, okay. And 
I could tell, you know, by just her body that she was very much engaged and I was trying to be cool, but I was so excited. Right. (laughs) And she read a chapter and she had all these questions and she, you know, she was like, I want to read the whole thing. And I said, you know what? Don't read the next chapter. Like, I don't want to spoil this for you because, you know, it was like the middle of the book. I said, if you, if you're really interested, you know, just read the book from the beginning. You don't, don't worry about helping me. Yeah. And she's like, are you sure? And I said, yeah. And she said, okay. And then I think it was a day later, she said, you know, I'm going to start reading it. And she read it in two and a half days. Nice. Yeah. And she, she loved it. Awesome. So I assume you submitted at least that first chapter then, right? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly it hooked her. <laughs> like, yeah. Good. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good choice. Right. So when, when was that? Was that recently? Like, have you gotten an answer yet? No, not yet. I won't know yet. Okay. Well, fingers crossed for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. That's so funny because so um, I actually had my son in 2006 and I had him on my 18th birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I have been considering going for a master's degree in some kind of writing as well. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Cause I mean, I've, I've got so many books and I'm always like not very confident of whether it's good or not, basically, you know, I think that all writers are like that to some degree, depending on the day, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, well, maybe if I just get a degree, then I'll be more confident in my writing. Yeah. You know, the crazy part was that I had been working on this application for so long and I was really, really doubting myself. But as soon as she was, you know, done reading it or almost done reading it, I didn't even feel like I needed to prove myself anymore. I didn't feel like I needed any validation because that was actually like the the validation that I needed. You know, I, I think I didn't realize that I really, it, it wasn't that just that she inspired it, but I did, I really did write it for her or because of her. And I don't want to tear up, but <laughs> I, was, I felt, I felt happy. I felt like that was just a good moment. No, I completely agree. Um, I have a story that I actually, I had a dream about, which is super random because I don't, it's not like I usually have really weird, very detailed dreams, but they're real life stuff, you know, and this one was completely random. It's not real life anything. It has nothing to do with anything I have ever dealt with or researched or learned about. I don't know where it came from or what it is, but it's a really cool story. And so (laughs) I was telling it actually to my daughter and kind of developing it a little bit further along, you know, as I was telling it to her and she went nuts over it. She's like, I need more. I need to know more of the story. Tell me all of it. like well okay I guess I'll have to write this down (laughs) you have to yeah have to yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so you started writing this like when she was born right is that correct I really started writing she was less than two years old okay Um, I think I I might have thought about some aspects of it in a very kind of vague way uh, but I didn't really start putting it together until she was about old. And at first I just, you know, I wrote what I, I was thinking and then I wrote her and then it, it evolved until I think it was uh, maybe like two or three chapters in where I was like, okay, it's getting deeper into the story and I need to really work out these details mm-hmm. so I don't get, start getting confused. And I started mapping the story and, you know, writing all of these different 
timelines and characters and character backgrounds. And that's when I was like, oh, this is a book. Like I'm doing this. This is more than just, you know, a couple of thoughts. Right. And it got exciting. Yeah. When did it turn into a series? I knew that it would be three books. I think just the way that I, I, my head from the beginning to the ending, I felt like separating into three parts just made the most, the most sense. Mm -hmm. I think I write all three of them at the same time. But after I finished the first one, I had never edited anything before. And it would re-edit and edit and edit. And I just felt like, you know, it was never perfect. So I'm actually start, I re writing finally after so long, the second and third part, um, before I get any older and forget it all. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Cause once you have kids, that memory goes fast. (laughs) Yeah. And she was, best part was when she read it, she was like, you know, you have to write the second one. Aw. I'm, I'm writing it. She's like, no, you know, there's no patience at 13. Not at all. She's like, no, I need it like tomorrow. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I heard that's kind of how Harry Potter went. Like somebody's kid read the book and then was like, I need answers. I need more. I need it right now. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it was the publisher's kid or I don't know, like one of those one of those people that like work in publishing had it lying around their house and their kid got a hold of it and started reading it and then brought it to the parent and was like, I, I need more. I need answers right now. Give me the answers. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You know, I'm one of those, I'm one of those weirdos that has never read Harry Potter. Oh, really? To be fair, I haven't read them either. Really? I, oh, sorry. I didn't even call you a weirdo. I was calling myself a weirdo. No, it's okay. I know I'm a weirdo. It's it's cool. Like, I've watched all the books. I'm really, or oh, I've watched all the books. I've watched all the movies. I'm really into the storyline. Um, But my dad, actually, he bought me the book when I was in middle school, I think, when, like, the first one came out. And it was a really big, big book. And it was really intimidating. And then they had a bunch of words in there that, like, were completely made up obviously because they're like spells and I no (laughs) at the time I barely liked reading anyways so I was not about to finish that whole thing so yeah I missed the boat and then it just you know I think more books had come out or I I I just felt like I was too far behind to you know then admit that I had never read it or that I was on book one right (laughs) so I, I just said you know I'll one day I'll just read them all and that day never came. No, yeah. <laughs> Those aren't books you can just read one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I realize that. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, way later, yeah. Yeah, I did not get into reading until actually my kids, you know, I started reading to them, basically. So did you read to your kids or do you read now or no? Do I read now to my daughter? Or just no? <laughs> she doesn't want me to read to her anymore. Right. Um, I did read to her. Somebody told me, you know, read while, you know, during your pregnancy. And I did that, you know, they were like, it makes, it makes kids smarter. Um, And I did that throughout my whole pregnancy. And man, is she brilliant. She is such a little genius. And, you know, she reads, I think her, she had a test and her reading level is she's in eighth grade and it was in uh, 12th grade reading level. Nice. Um, so she's, I don't know, I guess that, I guess it worked. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't have any, I don't have any other children and, uh, I read to my dogs sometimes, but they're, they're not very patient. Um, right. and, and then, uh, I read, I do read a lot 
during quarantine, I started reading a lot of, of books for myself again. Yeah. I felt like, like I, I read here and there, but I started ordering a bunch of, on Amazon and going through them. Right. I bet. So <laughs> how has, <laughs> have you been able to, or have you been forced to stay home, whichever way you go? <laughs> yeah. Um, I been working from home since March uh, and I go in every now and then, mm-hmm. but you know, it's good until it's, you know, what you do all the time and then you want something different. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I've been enjoying it, but there are definitely days where I need to get out and right. see the world. Yes. <laughs> Breathe the fresh air, get the vitamin D. I, yeah. Yeah. Same. I actually, um, I quit my job in January to, uh, like right before everything hit and it just happened to, you know, synchronicities and all work out mm-hmm. because then the pandemic hit and I would have had to quit anyway. So Yeah. Definitely. So what about your poetry? Did you start that a long time ago? Mm. Is that something that you're still like gathering? What's going on? Yeah, I was going to release my poetry book, Ponderings Under the Waterfall of a Shooting Star, this February, actually last month. But there was just a lot that, you know, the the pandemic kind of was good for my creativity, but also at times I felt very stagnant. Um, and I felt like there were just some things that I wanted to add, um, that I just didn't, didn't add, uh, before February. So I pushed the release date, um, for November. And I think, you know, I just, I like when I publish something, I, I like to feel like it's complete and that feeling of like, okay, like that's, that's the whole story. Like yeah. that's everything. No. Um, you. So yeah. there are just a few more uh, poems that I wanted to add in there, but I started poetry is something that I've done as far as I can remember. I remember being very, very little and writing things. And when I understood what rhyming was, you know, I would rhyme things and I thought they were the best poems in the world. Like I, if I discovered a rhyme, I would put it with words and I felt like nobody had ever come up with a better ride. (laughs) (laughs) And then eventually when I got a little bit older, like nine or 10 or 12, I realized that they weren't good, but I kept doing it anyway, just because it felt good to do it. Mm. And, you know, I would keep a little journal. So that's something I've always done, but I never thought that it was something that grownups did. I mean, to be honest, that's really the truth is I thought it was just like a, like a stupid little, like fun thing that I did as a kid. And when I started writing fiction, I also didn't ever think of that as like a great big thing or a career or anything. It just, that, that felt like, like I had to do it. Like I had made up a story and I just, I wanted it to come to life on paper, but with poetry, with fiction, I think I took it a little bit more seriously because a book felt more serious than, you know, random poems. So I kind of put poetry on the back burner for a bit. I I still, I've always continued to do it, but they've always been like my secret little like paper on like on napkins and like notebooks and notepads and, you know, whatever, whenever it is that I'm thinking about it receipts, you know, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I think it was after I published Lightworkers that I started thinking about, you know, publishing, writing the second book and publishing that. And it kind of came to me like I should 
put my poems out there and, and make a book out of that. And that's when I started looking back at my collection and the poems that I felt like were very meaningful to me or that I felt were special. And I looked at all of those and I, I realized like, yeah, this is definitely a collection. It all, they all have, you know, the same type of intention behind them. Or I was feeling, I was in the same space with this collection of poems. And I started thinking about what I could call it. And that's when I came up with the name and decided, yeah, this is something I'm going to go for. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you ever been to a poetry reading? No, I was, I was watching a show recently that they did a poetry reading and I was like, have I ever been to that? <laughs> and I don't, right. and I don't think I have. And actually a couple of days ago was the first time that I Googled like poetry in Houston and was ever uh, curious to see live poems. Yeah. Sounds like something that you could, because I just, and I don't know what they call it really, but I've seen a couple of videos where people stand up on stage and they just recite their own poetry or, or poems, but they do it with like, they're very passionate about it. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. And so I just saw another one on TikTok where they were doing that and it just, it's so, it, it inspires emotion, I guess, in me when I see stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it sounds like that would be a great thing for you to go and do as well. <laughs> if you can do the whole stage thing. Yeah, no. And I can, um, I had never thought of that until recently I started thinking like, Oh yeah, you know, like people do that. I could do that. And funny enough, when I was in middle school, we used to do these like theater competitions and I always wanted to go because my friends went, but I, I was in theater. I helped, I was, you know, did backstage and I was always very creative, but I wasn't, the center of attention. I was never comfortable in that role, but I still wanted to go, you know, I didn't, I wasn't like super dramatic, you know, I didn't have that big personality, but I still wanted to be with my friends and I signed up. I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I had a friend that was like, Oh, you know, I said, Oh, I signed up for prose reading and I don't really know what to do. And she was like, here, just use, I, I've done that before. I've done that category before here. Just use uh, one of my material, you know, the, some of the material I've used before. So she gave me a few papers and they had different poems on there. Mm. And I, I picked one that I felt the biggest emotional connection with. And I had never done it before, but it, essentially it was that it was reading poetry in front of people, you know, in front of other middle schoolers. And then you would move on to the next level if you were good. And I, I didn't really care about that part. Right. But I had totally forgotten about that time, about that memory. I had never connected the fact that I had done that, but, and who I, who I feel like I am, like my true self is a poet, you know, or, you know, uh, a writer. It's okay. so funny how you just forget things or you don't realize how they're connected. I know. Right? To you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the title just like one last question. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the title, the light workers kind of reminds me of like when people talk about like light workers in real life. And I don't know when people talk about like in religion, it's compared to witches or something like that. So is that kind of what you're like a, a, a theme that comes up in your book? Yeah. So that's what I've been hearing <laughs> recently. Um, <laughs> I've seen light workers a lot now, you know, I'm on Instagram and whatever, TikTok and all that stuff. And I see a lot of like 
witch talk and like, you know, like the witchy stuff with light workers and synchronicity and, you know, repeating numbers and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is great because I'm all about this. I wrote a book about this, but I wrote this book like a decade ago is when I started writing it. And I didn't know about any of that. I mean, I, I don't think I do remember that I tried not to like Google anything or do a a ton of research on things that I was making up or that I felt I was making up Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to like have that influence my creativity. I didn't even read any books. I made it a point not to read any books in that genre until I was done with the book. And when I finished the book, I went to Barnes and Nobles and I read, I bought and read every single book that was on that shelf in the genre that I was writing to see if if there were like similarities or if somebody had my writing style or stuff like that. And at the time there wasn't anything similar to it, but essentially it's kids. um, I don't want to give it away, but yes, they it's, there's definitely a supernatural theme. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That's enough information. I was curious if it did or didn't, if it was something completely different or not. (laughs) No, yes, yes, it is. Good deal. All right. Well, I will, we'll leave it at that. Um, And if anybody wants to go onto Amazon, what's the easiest way for them to find it? I mean, I'll, I'll link the actual book in the description below, but if they, you know, are, have their phone ready and are typing it in, what do they do? You just put in the search bar, the light workers by Carolina Perez. It'll be the first thing that comes up and it's available on Amazon Kindle, uh, or you can download it to your device. Perfect. And Carolina Perez is spelled exactly how you think it would be with a C. That's right. And then if they want to connect with you on Instagram or anything like that, can they do that? Where do they find you? Yes, it's carolinaperez.art is my Instagram and TikTok. All right. Well, I will link that in the description below as well. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you all have a wonderful evening or day, whatever time it is for you. You have been listening to the Teachable Soul podcast. You can find us on any social media platform, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram as the Teachable Soul or on Twitter as Teachable Soul. Also, if you'd like to help support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the Teachable Soul. You can also visit our website for more information at theteachablesoul.com. 